as we get more experienced in meditation. We seem to carry our pattern of thinking that we know things, thinking that we understand right into this practice of meditation. And certainly there are things that we do learn and understand as we practice. And yet sometimes we can carry agendas into our practice, kind of hidden behind the scenes. And one agenda or belief that we may carry into our meditation after we've had some experience for a while is that the mind needs to be in a certain state in order to meditate. Or perhaps it might be framed as being in a certain state is what meditation feels like. Or perhaps that good meditation has a certain quality to it, a certain clarity or precision. I think this comes from some familiarity with meditation and familiarity with some of the states that often come with meditation. One time this agenda or this belief became clear to me. I was walking back to my room after doing some walking meditation. And was watching the mind, just sort of watching what was going on. And I I recognized that the mind was trying to put itself into a certain state in order to meditate. It was trying to put itself into a state of a very subtle repression of thoughts. And in seeing that that is what the mind was doing, immediately there was a recognition, well, what's wrong with this state? Why can't I simply be mindful of the way the mind is right now? Sometimes we associate being mindful with choosing an object for our meditation. And we may have a belief or an idea that if we can't choose the object for our meditation, there's a problem. I've certainly had this kind of experience when the mind is in a dull state, a very low energy state. Not that the mind can't pick something to pay attention to, but that it feels very painful 
that's very difficult. I was doing walking meditation during one retreat and the mind was so low energy. I was recognizing the low energy state and yet still trying to turn my attention to certain aspects of my experience. And that was very difficult. That conscious, uh, intentional, consciously intentional aspect of the mind wasn't functioning terribly well in that moment. And so it was very difficult to choose an experience to, to direct the attention to. And yet in that experience I recognized that there was a very easy awareness, a very natural awareness of sounds that were happening. That when I wasn't trying to choose what to pay attention to, there was a very easy experience of mindfulness. And so again, recognizing this is the state the mind is in in this moment. In certain states of meditation even, in certain um, stages of practice, there can be times when, not just when the mind is dull or sleepy, but when the mind is actually quite clear that the practice is unfolding in a certain way and we don't have much say in what the attention is connecting with. And again, if we have this idea or an agenda that we have to have control over that, we can miss the natural deepening or unfolding of our practice. Dullness, sleepiness, restlessness, all of these states, we may have the idea, I'm too sleepy to meditate, or mind is too restless to meditate. It may be possible that the restless mind is very difficult to direct to a particular object, or that the dull mind is hard to direct to a particular object. And yet perhaps it's possible to be aware of what that restless or dull mind feels like itself. There's an analogy that I often use and I've used it in some of the individual discussions And it's a familiar analogy of mindfulness being like a mirror. Mindfulness simply reflects what our experience is. The reflecting quality of the mirror is not changed by what it reflects. The reflecting power of the mirror does not depend on what it reflects. And nor does mindfulness 
depend on what it is mindfulness of, mindful of. The quality of mindfulness itself is not changed by what it is mindful of. And if we carry the analogy one step further and think about that mirror, after you've taken a shower and the fog is coating the mirror, we might have the idea that, well, the mirror is not doing its job because I can't see myself in the mirror. So the agenda of what we want to do with that mirror means that we have this feeling that the mirror is not working right, or it's not that the mirror is not working right, but that we have to do something with the mirror. And we know, actually, based on how mirrors work, that the mirror is actually doing its job perfectly. It's reflecting every drop of steam on that mirror. It's just not doing what we want it to do. It's not reflecting what we want it to reflect. And similarly with certain states of of mind, whether dullness or sleepiness or other states, mindfulness may not be reflecting or knowing what we have the agenda to have it know or meet. Another way that we can have an agenda around our meditation is in the way mindfulness and attention are come together to explore our experience. We may have an agenda that we need to keep the attention steady on one object. There's so many different ways that mindfulness and attention work together, different ways that experience can be felt. There is that steady attention on one object as one possibility. There's a possibility of the attention flowing between objects, not staying with one object, but kind of having a sense of flow, the awareness just moving gently between objects, a a steady flow of attention. It's possible the experience might feel more jumpy. Attention picks up on one thing and then suddenly it feels like something else has burst into the experience. Attention and mindfulness can be panoramic, broad, taking in a wide range of experience, or microscopic, narrow, taking in specific experience. The attention 
and mindfulness can feel like we're looking at something from being separated from an object, as if we're looking at an experience, kind of a sense of not being bound up in the experience. Often that's a state that we almost look for. I I hear people at times describing their experience as, yeah, it felt like I was separate from the experience, looking at it almost from a distance. And that can bring a sense of balance, especially when something is challenging. And I've had people try to recreate that experience of looking at or being at a distance from experience. And yet sometimes when the mind is balanced and attentive, it doesn't feel like we're separated from experience. It can feel like we're right inside of the experience. So this is another way that it can be experienced. So sometimes we can choose how our mindfulness and attention are working, and sometimes we can't. So if there's an ease with how your meditation is unfolding, that's wonderful. That's, there's no particular need to change that way the attention and mindfulness are working. And yet if there's a struggle, if there's a sense, for instance, I can't meditate with this, I must be doing this wrong, this can't be right, how can I fix this? or even just a subtle sense of trying to put your mind into a specific or certain state in order to meditate. It might be interesting to look at that. If you can have those thoughts, if you're consciously aware of those thoughts, you probably have enough mindfulness to be aware of whatever's happening in that moment. You might recognize there's a belief operating. It has to be a certain way. And the possibility of being simply with what's unfolding as it is. Simply being with what is already happening. 